Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hey, everyone. It's Scott from Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast and the Zamboni Time Machine. If you want to create your own podcast, the best option to make that happen is Anchor. If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and who doesn't like free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And what up, hockey fans, and welcome to episode number 58 of Marty's Illegal Stick, recording here on January 5th, 2022, the first show of the new year. And to celebrate the new year, we are doing something tonight that we have never done in the... Oh, you got some feedback on me, though. (laughs) Anyways, we have got something going on here tonight that we have never done before. We are going to have multiple guests. That's right. Multiple guests. So at eight o'clock, we've got Neil Villapiano from the Doubles Pod or the Double State of Mind podcast. And we got Armand Glisovich from the PuckAuthority.com to come on and talk about the New Jersey Devils injury situations and how it's going to affect the Utica Comets and also the Adirondack Thunder. But in the meantime, you'll notice that we don't have the Macho Dom. Macho Dom is not with us tonight. He is, uh, he's still working. Somebody's got to do the work around here to, uh, to make the wheels of America go around and Dom got the to pay, to pay the bills. That's right. got to pay the like bills. That. But that voice <laughs> you hear is the return of the professor, Jeremy Roberts. What is up, brother? How you doing? Not too bad. I see you got a, what's that you got on your hat there? That's, uh, that's actually, uh, I, I told a buddy of mine actually played at Utica College. I think John, John, you played with him, didn't you? Your freshman year? I know. I didn't or play did you just miss him? I just missed him. I think I missed him by like a year. Yeah, uh, Roman Emirato. He uh, jumped on board with Stogie Golf, and uh, I asked him if I was able to like show off his the material and the merch that he has, and he, he has a bunch of hats, which I got. And um, so you can go on Instagram and go on Stogie Golf. You can email Stogie Golf Stogies and Bogies at golf or golf at gmail.com and StogieGolf.com to find all that merch. And That's like I said, cool. it's, it's another local boy that uh, came right out of Utica. So, stogies and bogies, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's it's really uh, cool. he's got he's got a lot of different colors. 
Um, I got the gray one. Um, he's got black, green, I think blue. But uh, he's got new stuff popping up every, uh, seems like every other week. No kidding. Yeah. Well, we'll have to, we'll definitely have to have our, our listeners and us as well check that out and get ready for the golf season, which we hope will be around the corner soon. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of the Utica College Pioneers, we got our first guest with us tonight. Our first guest is a junior left winger who has been making quite a bit of noise this season for the third-ranked Utica College Pioneers men's hockey team. He is the one. He is the only Mr. John Makovich. John, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, thank you guys for having me. And also, I didn't know this, but I also wore my golf hat. Oh, where's the camera? It's terrible, but it's a nice little <laughs> cart. So... What? What's it say? We're just going to go with it. It's a nice little cart. Guy driving a cart. and wear it every time I golf. So Nice. It's, it's nice. just a great, great, hat, great hat. And decided to go with the golf theme tonight. Yeah, there you go. Nice. So I got I to gotta ask you, when you play golf, are you one of those guys that insists on driving the cart? No, I prefer to not drive the cart. Right? <laughs> up, up here in New York, it's always bumpy, no matter what course yeah. we play at. Oh, and yeah. I just, I'm the, back home, it's flat, so I'm just full gas the whole time. So when I drive up here, next thing you know, it's like we're flying and stuff. So I always got to sit in the side. <laughs> well, hang, I hang, you, on, you know, hang on for the knows ride. My, my father has been on our show before. We call him Gump, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like, you know, in his mid-70s. He looked just like Gump Wars. Like, and anyways, whenever we go golfing, <laughs> I have to drive, but he complains about it the whole time. Yeah. You know, it's like the ultimate. You're driving too fast. You hit this bump. You hit that bump. You know, it's like, it's the backseat driver. The classic oh, absolutely. driver. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So you said back home, you are originally from North Carolina, correct? Yeah, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, but on the coast. Nice. Very nice. So is that how you ended up with the Hampton Roads Whalers? Yeah, so um, I actually played with Brandon Osmondson back in 2011 uh, in the Quebec tournament, the peewee tournament that they have every year in Quebec. We were on the Junior Hurricanes, and from there we played each other a couple times like throughout the years, and then like in 2014, I think it was, uh, his his dad and the G, and the GM of the Whalers are were really good friends, and they ended up helping me out and got me recruited from the Whalers from there. So that's how it happened. Nice, nice. And, and you know, people don't think of North Carolina as a hockey hotbed, but it, it obviously it's producing some pretty good players. I mean, you came out of out of Wilmington. Is, is hockey big in like Wilmington, and especially since the Hurricanes arrived all those years ago? What was that? Nineteen ninety seven, I think. Yeah. So. Um hockey in Wilmington isn't so like big itself. Uh, there's a couple kids that have made it out and we have one kid currently playing uh, at Plymouth state, Kyler Harding. He's him and I literally were in like, I mean like the second grade together and yeah, we ended, ended up playing him freshman year here. was pretty cool. But uh, another guy ends up, he think he's currently playing in NLA in Switzerland, uh, Mike Wolman. But other than that, there really isn't anyone that's like gone out and other than played like low end juniors. Mm-hmm. But Raleigh is tremendous for, producing kids and producing them at the high level. Um, there's a lot of D1 players currently in, in from Raleigh and a lot of junior guys in USHL as well. So, um, yeah, when we, or North Carolina as a whole is starting to produce more, especially from the Hurricanes. But currently, Wilmington's still kind of lacking as it's more of a beach and skateboard community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, people, hey, that's what makes you unique, right? Yeah. Like we I mean, the rink got built in 2005, and people still have no clue there's an ice rink. You know? Like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the ice rink today. Wait, what? We have what? <laughs> yeah, that's like we'll be talking about it in like, you know, a restaurant or something before, like talking about like our game or something. They're like, oh, you guys play hockey? Like, where do you guys play at? They're like, you know, the rink, like a mile down the road. And they're yeah, like, yeah, like, down the road. Building down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's tucked back a little bit in like kind of like a neighborhood, but people still have no clue. Oh, man. <laughs> it's 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 too bad too because around here, I mean, we would just do anything to have more hockey rinks. But yeah, I know. Yeah, like no. having having a like Whitestown, I think it is, and uh, New Hartford, yep. right, mm-hmm. right, like right here. It's crazy to like have these many rinks for me, you know. Right, and then you got Clinton right yeah. down and the we road want, too, and we, yeah. and we want more. That's I know, like, right? Like you, the closest we want rink more. Me, you're going, yeah. The closest rink for me was an hour and a half away in Fayetteville, like Fort Bragg. Oh it's like yeah so you just like we fielded enough players to have like one midget team we didn't even have like a u16 the u18 team it was like one midget wow team. and then like we had a lot more u16 so we could field a u16 team so we ha- had a u16 team and then like every weekend they like would take players and put them up to the u18 team so like <laughs> you basically had two teams of one and a half play like one and a half full team you know what i mean right 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 was- yeah yeah, it was, yeah, it was crazy. So you had like literally 14, 15 year olds playing against eighteen year olds. But then again, That's it was only nuts. a hockey, so it wasn't like it was like very competitive, you know? Right. I guess. Right. But yeah, it was fun. It was a good time growing up there and playing was definitely cool. Nice, awesome. very nice. So I mean, I just touched on the uh, the Hampton Roads Whalers Club, as I like to put it for Utica uh, College. I think there's five <laughs> of you that played in the currently on the team that played for the Hampton Roads Whalers. Yeah. So. Tell us a little bit maybe about that team and about your recruitment to Utica College. Yeah, so, uh, I, yeah, I think it currently is five of us. It's uh, Dixon, Osmondson, uh, McManus, Rutkowski, myself, and then Regan Cavanaugh, his dad owns yep. the team. So, like, he exactly. played there growing up. He's from there. He also played juniors there, but he never played with any of us that are also on the way, uh, Utica team. He played earlier than us. But um, so I guess there's six of us. But, yeah, it was really cool. Um, you know, I, I spent my all five years of juniors there, worked my way up through the ranks. My third year is when uh, Osmondson and I were on the same team every year. Actually, I actually built, built it with his family my first three years. Oh, cool. Um, and nice. so we were always together. And our third year is when we played with Dixon and uh, McManus, Vaden. And uh, that was a really good team. We ended up losing in the championship that year. And then Vaden was recruited here. So there was a couple guys who got recruited here throughout those years that I played here or played for the Whale. And my, before my first year is when Alex Brissett came in here. Um, and then yep. after Alex Brissett was Jacob Gerson. He came in yep. after my second year. Then Vaden McManus came. And then after my fourth year is when Dixon came and Regan came. So, like, we had that pipeline. So going into my fourth year, coach like Coach Heenan and Coach at the time it was Coach uh, Louis Educate, and funny, yeah. and Lou was uh like coming down and visiting us and like at you know showcases and stuff, not just us but recruiting as well and stuff, and so was Coach Heenan, and then eventually, uh, you know I often we call him B B and I ended up both committing on the same day I think uh, to nice. to here sure. so yeah it was. It was a cool process for sure. Playing juniors there was really fun. And I think the coolest part here is, you know, I got to come up here and play with so many guys that I know already, you know, are already right. so close with, right? I wasn't going in, I wasn't going into a team blind. Right. And not only just going in blind, but knowing one guy, but I walked in and I think there was eight at the time that I knew. Maybe maybe a total of 11 that I played against in juniors, like that were on right. teams. Like, wow. you know, Dill, Yazagiri, and Jalen. 
the, yep. they were on the team that beat us in that championship when Vaden played and stuff like that, you know? So like we, we had this huge rivalry going on and I think we beat them the next year. So yeah. like, it was, it was really cool to go from that and then all of a sudden be teammates with all these guys. So right. yeah. chemistry, just chemistry just clicked right away. Yeah. It was really cool. It was, it was actually the Charlotte guys were the guys like, like the first night we were here, um, you know, like there was a point where I was outside, on a street by myself, like not, not doing anything bad or like the outside a restaurant and the guys didn't know where I went. And the first guys out of the restaurant to find me are Nick Yazagiri and Justin Allen, two, two guys, you know, I played juniors and hated against in juniors. You know, first right. month here, they're out looking for me, the first guy. So it showed, right. you know, true character of those guys and you know, what kind of team we have here and the bond we have. Nice. It's awesome. Very nice. That's awesome. It really is. You're right. So this season you are leading the pioneers and goal scored with 10. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, man, we, you know, Jeremy and I get to every home game. Of, I have missed a couple. I have to confess because I had to work. But anyways, <laughs> and of course, we'll watch you out of here. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm renewing my season tickets. Anyways. <laughs> uh, but anyways, you know, watch on the Empire 8 app on, on TV and all that when you guys are on the road. But I mean, you are just phenomenal around the net. So describe your game to us. What, what are, you know, what, what makes... John Makovic tick when he's out on the ice. <laughs> um, you know, I guess Gary, other other than Gary Hina. <laughs> yeah, other, other than, uh, you know, having having that. He's a great guy. He's a great coach. We'll get yeah, to that. But uh yeah. um yeah, no, I you know, I've always I've always liked the score since a young age. I guess I've always been like that. Um and you know, I've always had that I guess had that ability. But recently I've been learning more of the game, you know, the the game away from the puck and actually the more in front of the net stuff before before i came to utica i was not a guy who was going to the front of the net going in the corners hard you know stuff like that and now in the past three years i would say that's that's you know it's completely changed and now my game is getting into that corner you know like coach always says you know we, we want f1s you know now i i want to be that guy who disrupts that four check so i can get that puck and make that play instead of being the guy who hangs out and waits for it and right. you know that that's usually what gets me going. I, I think I play my best and I'm feeling the best during the game is when I make that early disruption or get that early hit or something like that instead of you know getting all those puck touches, is which something I used to need in you know juniors and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, and like like we said, um, you know, you're talking about how Gary's always honest. That that I think that is what changed my game so much is him constantly being on me because freshman year he was on me about things that I had <laughs> never been taught like hot in hockey like something so minor like hitting with my stick on the ice on the puck instead of hitting with it in the air like trying to crank the kid and I was getting like not scratched for it but basically scratched for it and I was like <laughs> oh my god what am I doing wrong you know so right it just, right it was a learning curve but because he was so hard like that it was it made me want to get better at that and now I'm so much better at the little things there's still a ton of room to improve on you know don't get me wrong but now I'm so much better at those little things that I was never even like worried about in juniors and stuff like that so yeah I would say my game now is being that f1 guy and you know making making disruption and creating plays and then using that cycle possession and finding a way to get a, get a goal. That's great. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned the little things cause we, we've, it's one of our oh, running sh- jokes on the show. So stop. <laughs> oh, stop. you had to know, I was going to say that as soon as he did. <laughs> oh, I didn't even, you know what? I heard it and I was like, I go, all right, whatever. And then, and then you just kept going. <sighs> I, just, I wasn't letting that one get it. John, John I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in on that one later, John. That one's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. Man. 
John, is there any particular player at any level that you model your game after? Uh, yeah, actually. So I'm a big Hurricanes fan, being from yeah. North Carolina. Can't imagine why. Yeah, <laughs> would never believe that actually. Um, and recently, I've been trying to play like more of Andre Svashnikov. You know that he's a nice. he's a guy who has an unbelievable shot. You know he he can he can not shoot the puck like Matthews, but he's on that. You know he's on the power play right there for a reason. It's because he has a shot that can right. get through, can score. But at the same time, he's also a guy who's driving the puck low. You know, using his speed wide on that defender instead of trying to make a move and then cutting in, grinding his edges and getting to that net. He's a guy working hard in the corner, making the hits. He ain't a, he's not afraid to throw his body around. You know, he's a guy who kind of does it all. And the more I can do that, you know, probably the longer I'll be able to play. And that's the end goal, right? So absolutely, right. Just try to. Right. It's, it's crazy too because he's two years younger than me, and I'm modeling my game after. But, you know, <laughs> like, he's one hell of a player, so he might as well do it. You know? Right. Hey, don't worry right. about it, John, because I'm 47, and I told you earlier, Jeremy and I are on the same beer league team. So anybody I model my game after is younger than I am. Hey, so it's, it's what it's, I always say. Model, models my matter. game. Models his game after me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't well, matter well, what league you played in, no matter how far you've gone in hockey, all paths lead the beer league. That's no matter right. what, you're playing <laughs> right. Absolutely, right? absolutely, one hundred percent. Like after they retire from the NHL, there isn't some alumni league, right? They go right, right, to, right. right to A league. They go right, you know, exactly. Could you imagine if there was though? That's it'd a great be, point. Um, it'd be unbelievable. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. You know what? I mean, I know we're live, but I mean, we could be like the co-founders of the alumni league for these guys that just keep a, a common employee. So um, mainly that circulates back and forth with those people down there now gotcha. uh, jason jason shia um and i help with that liaison a little bit jason more um more this year before uh with vancouver i did a lot of that but jason does help out and he gets the the cars and things like that but now that we're so close with new jersey um you know they're they're really taking the the load on that one and they kind of coordinate with the guy and a lot of these guys now that they're three hours apart have a car uh, before right. Vancouver, it was right. you, know, you had to get him a car to Syracuse Airport, get him out on the flight, and the missing the time change and stuff like that. Like it was a bigger rush to get them. So you'd get a phone call at three in the morning that so and so had to be on the six a.m. flight, Oof. and uh, you know, and then there's a mad scramble because you got to get his gear out of the rink, and you got the equipment manager's got to come make sure everything's in there, and um, you know, get him to the airport and all that. Uh, now it's now it's a little different. I mean, now you can something happens on a Tuesday night and they need them for a game on Thursday, they can take their time, give them a shout on right. a Wednesday morning. Um, you know, so it's, it's a whole different ball of wax, which is a big reason why every you see the AHL teams kind of getting closer to their uh, NHL teams. Just, just for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense too. I mean, that's, you know, that's gotta be hard when, yeah. uh, I mean, it used to be the norm like 20, 25 years ago, the AHL, because especially after the IHL folded for a while there, the AHL was really the the only you know triple A level team we'll say. Yeah. So you had a lot of the West Coast teams that had their teams on the East Coast, like Vancouver did with us. But that was you know a commonplace kind of thing. And now you know I, I get why why NHL teams want to do that. It's just kind of you know I've always said like man, it's like say take the Manito- Manitoba Moose right. They play right in Winnipeg because Winnipeg is their farm or their parent team, you know. But I always said man. That's got to be weird for them because, yeah, they're playing like right there with their parent club, but it's like, hello, we're here, you know. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. San Jose is the same way because they play uh, right in the rink now, but they play right in the same arena as theirs. So it's uh, it's definitely interesting in that aspect. But they like having the guys, you know, one locker room away. <laughs> sure. Oh, it, it, yeah. Why wouldn't they? Right. I mean, Toronto's the same way, too. You know, yeah. and that's yeah. for sure. So uh, got to ask you, because it's been been asked by a lot of people. And so we're going to be the ones that are going to ask you, is there going to be a Utica Devils night? Okay, thought it was once in a while. A Utica Devils night, not not right now, not in the uh, not in the works right now. So that's okay. Yeah. It, it, like like I said, I mean, you hear like around you. Oh, is there going to be a Utica Devils night? It's like, I, what do we every know? night's Utica Devils night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at the jerseys. Yeah, yeah. got to break out the Matt's beer for that. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, know, right? <laughs> Three dollar beers. Three dollars. Yeah. Yeah, Dom's a big proponent of the three dollars. Not, not to try and take credit for it or anything, but I think I played a factor. <laughs> I think that's just one dollar, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you don't know about this? No. I'll tell you a fun story. It's actually a New Year's Day. Uh, I forgot what year it was. No, it's during COVID, I think. Um, I just had a buddy, you know, made a sign that said, "Give us dollar beer nights." I was outside of the yard. <laughs> protest. <laughs> so yeah. All right, take I've made the joke three, you know, one, we met at the table, bargaining, three dollars <laughs> is fair for both sides. Well, next we'll work on parking. Yeah, there you go, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> Definitely, for sure. Uh, but is there any other plans for any other, like, alternate jerseys or anything like that this season, or is it Comet the stick? Pup on a jersey? Do yeah, it. there you go. Comet the Pup. I've got, we got the Comet the Pup uh, pins on. Pin night, Friday, Friday night. night. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm all screwed up. I think tomorrow's Friday because we usually play Wednesday. I know. Yeah. Not the whole day was Thursday today, but, uh, yeah, so <laughs> we have the Comet the Pins. Um, yeah, we got some specialty jerseys that we're going to wear this year, um, and we do have some uh, some interesting ones in the, in the works for uh, next year as well. Um, but can't give away too much. No, no. The, uh, no, no, no. I no, totally no. understand that. All along, but, uh, yeah, we're going to have a couple specialty jerseys um, uh, but by the end of this year. Yeah, so, absolutely. To be honest with you, we were going to have them a little sooner, but the, uh, I mean, with everything that's happening with shipping and materials sure. and stuff like that, it's been, uh, yeah. been a difficult year for uh, just getting oh, material to make jerseys. It's uh, kind of crazy. You know, I tell you, we did Something you don't think about, it's funny. No, exactly. Yeah. Oh, just everything's been thrown for a loop over the past two years. I mean, yeah. and it just, it's, it's trickled out effect. I mean, what God do you. God bless Damien Parmley. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Barnes is the unsung hardest hero. working guy in the AHL, man. Oh man, <laughs> he is. Uh, I don't know, understand. We get guys called up, and I'm like, "Was he here for like 20 seconds? He's already got a jersey with his name on it." So, oh my god, it's incredible! It's incredible. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Parms is definitely the young, unsung hero. He is. He is the hardest worker for sure. He's here. He's here before the uh, sun comes up, and he's here. You know, when the sun goes down, well past it. So. Yeah, Josh, the military jerseys were awesome. They, yeah, they, they really were. Those were, were, those were sharp. sharp this year. Yeah, they were awesome. Those are, those are really a big hit every single year, and I think uh, they they really they really were cool this year. But I guess I, I gotta give a shout out to our graphic designer Eric uh, Kawaiatek. He is he's the guy that designs all these jerseys. So um, usually the, the vision awesome. comes from Rob Very and cool. kind of gives him a few tips and then Eric kind of goes to work and has a bunch of ideas and we narrow it down from there. But uh, yeah, he's the, he's the creative genius behind all these jerseys. <laughs> so Adam, I got to tell you a funny story. My wife just chimed in here and uh, my daughter. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We've been over this a couple of, yeah, <laughs> I'm not in trouble yet. 
but I, <laughs> but I got to mention this so I stay out of trouble. See, <laughs> yeah, she goes, my daughter is absolutely in love with Fabian Zetterlin. And uh, so my wife has, please keep Fabian in Utica. Maddie will be heartbroken if he goes anywhere. And I've tried to tell her a thousand times. I'm like, well, if he gets a chance to go to the NHL, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> You're Fabio for wait. mayor. Come on. Yeah. I, I think he enjoys Utica too. He seems like he's always having fun out there. He's, I mean, he's always, always got, got a smile on his face. face. <laughs> yeah. He, he is a very, uh, he's just an awesome guy. They all are everybody down that room. And I know it's, I know it's different. Uh, I know it's different this year because it's the interaction with COVID and all that, which, right. You know, it, it stinks for fans. And, um, but I tell you what, all these guys are just real genuine, nice nice guys and i i mean and they're they're young they're really young most of them and um but they they really are just pumped to be playing hockey again in front of fans you know a lot of them played without fans last year and um i'm sure he enjoys being utica but i know they all strive to be in new jersey and and hopefully they all get to uh get to the nhl yeah absolutely absolutely i mean you know it just seems like they're just such a great group of guys you know yeah it really is they're love. I'm telling. They love playing in front of that crowd, man. Especially the ones that were stuck in bingo. Oh, they 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 do enjoy it. I mean, and I mean, you guys have been here with. It's just it's a it's a different it's a different atmosphere from from other AHL buildings and, and other professional buildings. I mean, I think the fan base here really understands the game, which I think is the biggest thing. You know, I even when I was playing, um, you know, I'm playing in the South, and and the same thing. You know, people don't know what a blue line is or what offsides is, but the fans in Pensacola did because a lot of them were stationed in the Navy. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we, obviously we've had them on uh, quite a few times and I, you know, I've, I've known Gary for a number of years now and you know, it, it's funny having like not being on camera and talking to him and you, you know, you just, you get to really know them and you can, it's happening right now, but it's almost like you just can't wait for that playoff. Hockey. Yeah. You don't want to wish away the season, but I know, right? I wish away the season, but I want to, you know, I'm uh, I'm excited for the you know for the rest of this season for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Barry Shelley said the hats you guys gave out were great, and know that everybody appreciated them. Yeah, they and were nice. uh, I don't know if you ever heard of his uh, Rink of Dreams. It's pretty pretty awesome. He's got like I don't know. I think he's got like a million artifacts at this it's point. The, and uh, it's the unofficial Hall of Fame of minor league okay. hockey. Yeah, he said he's got a couple of pictures of you from when you were playing it. Not 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 a lot of teams have what we have here. As far as no. you know, not even with coach, just the our arena, you know, just right. our facilities, right. everything we get. Like, we're, I mean, we, we get treated so well, and, right? You know, not on plus on top of that, we, yeah, you know, and uh, you've expanded your your role to the uh, the television booth as well. Uh, yeah, you're, you're on there every once in a while with Jason Shy. You do a great yeah, job. Another, another thing I didn't know I would actually be doing, <laughs> but uh, I uh, know I, I do, I actually enjoy it. Um, you know, I. I like it uh, for a few different reasons. Just me and Jason talking. I don't even realize who's watching or anything like that. So it's just talking, watching hockey, which is fun. Because if I'm not in the broadcast booth, I'm usually running around the arena doing different things, putting out fires here and there. So um, whenever we're in a machine, you know what I mean? That's that's fantastic. Yeah, That really is. You know, you had mentioned the, the non-conference record. But, I mean, yeah, you said, well, we got the two losses. But, man, that was like number one teams in the nation. Adrian College and then Geneseo. So, you know, when he can't make it because because he's he's really good at it. I mean, I don't just keep getting great tires anymore, but Gary's very good at it. <laughs> well, he was on the show. What was it down about five, six weeks ago? 
Yeah, and, he's uh, on all the time. It's hard to keep up. I don't know if you're into professional wrestling or not, but you know who his uncle was? No. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Really? I don't I don't know what wrestling, he said. but yeah, really? that's what he said. He was the man, he was a famous who, manager. He's and and play by play guy, if it makes sense. Yeah. Like Gary's good uh, at that makes sense. It just comes we, natural to him. We keep getting lucky with just great play by plays. You know, we had Brendan Burke, who's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then now it's Absolutely. every time one leaves, it's like I don't know if he's gonna be able to make up for the last guy. And then Jason's filled the role great. Yeah. He tells such a great story, but makes it so dramatic, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, we're lucky. I don't know. It must be. Uh, I don't know. Something. Something in Utica. They draw it in. Well, Rob's right. got a. Rob's got a good ear for those radio guys. I guess yeah. brings him in. <laughs> I would assume he knows a few guys over the years. <laughs> Makes it easier to recruit guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Barry said that you work with Michael Lair, who does the radio side, and got to know him. He's a great guy, and yeah, Michael does a great job as well. Yeah, yeah uh, we'd definitely yeah. remiss if we didn't mention that for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, keep up the great work in the booth because we really enjoy it. That's, oh, thank uh, you. Thank you. So how was your first – the first time, is you, had you ever had done like that before? Or is that no. just kind of a – they said, hey, we need somebody in the booth tonight. Tag, you're it. Yeah. No, it was um, – <laughs> so I awesome. mean, it was last year during COVID, so nobody was there. They're one of those right. receiving votes, so that, that goes a long way too. Sure. Right. And, and it's like we – you know, everybody that we have ever had on from UC or even Coach Gary – you know, teams come in and give it their best in the odd. Yeah. Like it, it just automatically is going to happen. Cause he's just like, you're going to have to do the game. And I was like, all right. And then afterwards I go, I really enjoyed that. Let me know when you want me to do it again. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Uh, you know what? As a matter of fact, Jeremy, who must be on break at work or something like that. I don't know. He wants to know if there's any updates on the Nexus Center. Or whatever. What's that? Scott, you're frozen. Maybe oh, I'm frozen. There we go. No, he is. <laughs> Yeah, Jerry must be on break at work. He wants to know if there's any updates with the Nexus Center. Uh, yeah, I I honestly am not in the loop completely on that. So I hear things, um, but I also drive by it every day and hope that there's construction workers out there. Yeah. Um, and so there are there is a uh, a crane on site, and they were surveying uh, last week. So I believe some steel structures will start to go uh, back into the ground, and I'm hearing sometime in November. Uh, should be open. Awesome! So, Very. Yeah. Oh, that, that is great. That yeah. is huge. So I think we're we're back on track over there, and uh, fingers crossed that's going to be that's going to be awesome for the whole area. For oh, sure. you oh, ain't kidding. That, that is just that is that, that's yeah. massive. I mean, with all just it's a, the, the revitalization of downtown, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, with everything that was done, you know, with the the Adirondack Bank Center and now the Nexus Center coming. I mean, just just unreal. All these unreal. kids that want to be like Fabio. Yeah, I'm gonna get out there. Give me a stick and a puck, mom. Let's rip it off. <laughs> He's gonna have to have the first skate, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm telling you, he'll be over there coaching. He loves it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Adam, listen, we we just appreciate you coming on and spending the time to come on the show with us. This has been a, a lot That's of fun. Awesome. We really appreciate it. And uh, you know, not for nothing, we mentioned Wayne Gretzky's birthday. Well, you got a birthday coming up. Saturday, you turned a big three twos. Practice to our first practice, it was really only like 14 days. So it's really not that bad. Sure. And I like it because I get to, one, like I said, recover my body. You get to go back in the gym if you want to regain some muscle because you obviously lost some during the first half of the season, you know? Sure. Yep. sure. And, yep. um, but at the same time, down in Virginia Beach with uh, Kavanaugh and Osmondson, we skate almost every day. 
we'll take a couple of days off to rest at first. But then like when we get back, it's like, yeah, we're going to skate this day, this day, this day. And like, we'll just like look at the schedule, pick a time and, you know, go from there. So even though it's not a conditioning skate, like a regular practice, you know, it's like little, little areas of the game, like skill work and stuff like that, small shots and, you know, find sure. like shots through lanes, stuff like that. So it's like good to get out there and work on little skills. And so it's really not much of a break but more set more so just a reset. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, I love it. I I'm really, yeah, that's one of my favorite things about the college level. Cause at juniors, it was just right back into it. Sure. Right. Sure. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, John, like I said, we just, we really appreciate you taking the time to come on and, and chat with us. And uh, this has been very fun. And I got to tell you something, man, you are welcome back anytime you want on this show. We'll have to, we had Jackson <laughs> on a few weeks ago. We've had coaching and I will, one of these nights we'll have to have a big Utica college show and we'll have a bunch of you guys on and we'll, we'll talk. Yeah. About yeah, absolutely. Jack's lives right down the road, right on the corner. Like I'm, I'm not getting like eight houses down the road, so we'll definitely have to get them. We'll get all together and we'll get on together. Absolutely. It's awesome. a great time. I really yeah, appreciate we'll you guys having that. me though. Absolutely. Hey, anytime, John. Thanks, John. And, and uh, good, good luck with the rest weekend. of the season. And absolutely. We will definitely see you this weekend. Yeah. Awesome guys. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care, buddy. Right, Thanks. All right. Later. All right. See that you. was John Makovic. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. That was a, a fun, fun interview right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Look and, at that uh, perfect timing. I know, right? You can't get any better timing than this. Perfect. <laughs> so, as I said earlier, this is uh, something we've never done before. Had multiple guests. But before we bring our guests in, I do want to pass along. There has been some sad news here in uh, Central New York. Uh, Clinton Comets legend Archie Burton II has passed away at the age of 89. Uh, he played five seasons for the Comets and it just had a heck of a career with him. And, um, you know, our condolences go out to the Burton family. That's, um, it really is too bad. Ah, so now on to part two. So before I bring our guests in, what I'm going to do, since I just love doing breakaway trivia, and I'm, I'm going to watch these guys, I'm going to see if I can stump them. Right. Well, all right. So we're going to do a bit of breakaway trivia. All right. Breakaway trivia is, of course, brought to you by Jimmy the Iceman McNeil's children's book. The Red and White Zamboni Ice Machine. You can get your copy by emailing Jimmy at Mac underscore Iceman at Hotmail.com. I have no idea where the guy, I think my daughter grabbed it, and it's in her room somewhere. <laughs> you need a steam shovel to get through there, so maybe next week. Anyways, <laughs> the breakaway trivia question is, who is the first player in NHL history to have recorded 50 assists in, or more in 10 consecutive seasons? First guy to do it. What do you think, Professor? Oh. Uh... And I'll even tell you this. It wasn't Wayne Gretzky. No, I know it wasn't Gretzky. But did he did he play with – no, he did not play with Gretzky in the Blues, did he? No. And I can't think of his name. I know he was a blue. You're right. And is it a blue? Yeah, I know it's a blue, and I can't think of his name. All right, well, I'll tell you what. This is how I'm going to segue into our guests. I'm going to bring our guests in and let them get a shot at it right off the get-go, all right? So first, he covers the Adirondack Thunder for thepuckauthority.com. He's a friend and a colleague of mine, great dude all around. He's been on the show before. It's Mr. Armand Klusevich. Armand, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. You got a guess? Oh, boy. No, I don't. I, I'm stumped here. Okay, well, that's okay. We do know it's a St. Louis Blue. So I'm going to bring in our other guest, 
and we'll see if he's got a guess. A guess for a guess, right? He has been on our show a couple of times as well. It's always a fun interview, and we just love having him on so much. We had to have him back on again. He is the host of the Devil State of Mind podcast. It is the one, it is the only, Mr. Neil Villapiano. Neil, how you doing? I'm, uh, oh, yeah, I, I've had an interesting last, like, 24 hours um, with the, with this dang team that I cover. But other than yeah. that, I'm, I'm doing great, man. It's always a pleasure to come on and talk with you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Federico, Federico. What do right? you think, Neil? Is he right? I was going to say Adam Oates, actually. That would have been a good guess, too. But it's Federico, right? The, prefer- the professor got it. Yeah. Uh, Josh Giggs had a... Uh, Brett Hall and Bobby Orr, close, close for Bobby. I would have thought Bobby Orr too, but no, it was Bernie Bernie Federico. I don't know where mm-hmm. it's just all I knew it was like right here, and I'm like, I go, why can't I think of his name? And I want to keep saying Fedotenko, but it, no, no. Ruslan, Ruslan, yeah, Ruslan Fedotenko. That's the name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> oh man, it is too. Oh my goodness. No. All right, so the reason for the meeting of the minds here, as I like to call it, <laughs> yeah. We have yeah. got uh, Every, everything. Yeah, I, every, yeah, I wonder why everything's I wonder why burning Scott down. Reached out to me. I wonder why he reached out to me yesterday. <laughs> everything's burning down. <laughs> and yeah, have... and just giving you give you uh, give Scott and Jeremy an update. Can, Keith Kincaid, I still don't like. Let's <laughs> you know that I still don't like him. No, I does... did. I did start following him on uh, Twitter right now. So oh, be careful! You might get blocked. I'm gonna see how long it takes to like, get blocked on it. If you, I mean, yo, you could get blocked and not say anything. <laughs> you say for. nothing and get blocked. So just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Neil speaks from personal experience. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, um, yeah, fellas, we have just got mass chaos in the hockey world right now. Uh, yeah, injuries, in the hockey world. illnesses, yeah. and especially. For a special concern for all of us involved, the New Jersey Devils. Because when the Devils start having problems, it filters down to the Utica Comets, and then it filters down to the Adirondack Thunder. See how this goes, right? Right, right. So, and I think this is probably the only show where you're going to find somebody who covers the Devils, the mm-hmm. Comets, and the Thunder all together in one, so we can all drown in our sorrows together, right? So... <laughs> Let's start off with the goaltending situation. Oh. Now, we went through this the last time. How much has really changed? <laughs> Nothing. Well, a little bit has. A little bit has. Nothing. Nothing. You know? No, no, Jeremy was right. Nothing. Nothing has changed. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, but you got, listen, Blackwood's back now, right? He's probably yeah. going to be starting, I would say, at least 85% of the games. 95. Right? Yeah. Close yeah. enough. 95. Um, you got two backup goaltenders up there now yep. uh, in John Gillies and Akira Schmid. What's going to give here? Are they going to continue to carry three goaltenders? I think that they probably don't have much of a choice at this point. I mean, because look, this is something that uh, has been sort of made out in public, but people are not talking about enough. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood was dealing with a heel injury towards the end of last season. And then he ended up getting surgery during the off season and for what, for one reason or another, it hasn't fully. I don't know if you would say the surgery hasn't been a complete success. It's more of just been something where, because of the fact that he's playing so much and not getting enough rest in some of these games, he's overdoing it. He's overworking, and as a result, he ends up, you know, having to play through it. And that's basically what he's decided to do. He's he's made it public that he's just going to play through the injury. 
um, because we really don't have a choice. We don't have anybody uh, legit right now that can come in and be a number one guy and play a considerable amount while Blackwood gets healthy. We can't put we can't take the risk of putting him on the IR um, and expect us to compete. So right now it, it's Blackwood's job, and with regards to both Akira Schmidt and John Gillies. I mean, all they can do is just try to go in there when they get the opportunity, just try to make the best of it. I mean, Akira Schmidt, I just don't feel like is ready for the NHL, and that's not a knock on him. I just think that everything's happening for him way too fast right now, mm-hmm. and it's not entirely his fault. He's just gotten put in a, in a bad situation. And then with John Gillies, I mean, John Gillies is going to be a fringe backup goaltender for the majority of his career. He wasn't – I mean, he hasn't – he doesn't have a lot of experience either playing in the National Hockey League. So – we are once again dealing with a lot of uncertainty and a lot of uh, inexperience um, behind Mackenzie Blackwood. So I would say that probably for now, unless the Devils decide to make another move, which they very well could, um, it's most likely going to be three goaltenders for the foreseeable future. Hmm. Very interesting because, and this is where Armand's going to come in, and Armand was a little uh, <laughs> little wired when uh, Merrick Mittens left. Dude, I, dude, uh, I'd be wired. Yeah. I love Mittens. Mittens yeah, is like my favorite player name. on this team. You know, it's, he, he's just got one of those great hockey names. It's like Ukapakalukanen. I know he plays for the Americans and the, the Sabres. I just love saying the name. Anyways, we've been through that before, too. I'm only, I'm only upset because I was, I was waiting for him to get a shutout, and I wanted to use the Mittens for Mittens line. <laughs> we wanted to throw Mittens onto the ice. That's what we wanted yeah. to do. We wanted to do a Mittens trick. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, word out of Utica uh, about a week or so ago was that Nico Dawes is still probably a few weeks away from coming back. So there's obviously. I feel the same way. Ending. I feel yeah, the same so way, Neil. It's just getting worse. It's, it's just getting worse. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. Well, Oman is starting to realize what it's like being a fan of this, of this organization <laughs> every year. It's awful. So. We know that Mittens is pretty much going to be starting a lot of games for the Comets because uh, right now they have a, a PTO backing them up in uh, David Tomio, who we really don't know a lot about. But Armand, tell us about the, the goaltending situation in Adirondack, uh, especially now that you got Kessel uh, back. Oh, you know what? The fact that we got Kessel back is the one thing that is saving this team right now. You know, and I – Last year, I said, you know, defender, they need three goaltenders because, as we all know, you never know what's going to happen with goaltenders. Mm-hmm. And I think we have all learned that is very true this year. Yeah. And then we signed Alex Akaropoulos at the beginning of the year, and, you know, I was expecting him to, you know, put up somewhat decent numbers, you know, fight for the starting gig. And he's. Basically, he's either on or he's off. There is no in-between. I mean, right now, if you ask me, I think it's Kazel's net to lose. But when we don't have Kazel, it's basically Sakharopoulos and whatever goaltender is near wherever we're playing. Whatever whatever guy off the street that has his gear that night is our e-bug. So right. our goaltending situation is changing by the minute. Well, he just recently had a, a PTO with Hartford, didn't he? He did, and then thankfully, because the weekend he got called up, we had a three and three. All right. Oh, <laughs> so, man. Yeah. 
You know, and that's the other thing about the ECHL too. People forget that they do those three and threes. I mean, that is every rough. weekend, every weekend. Yeah, because the AHL only does them once in a great while, whereas the e- the ECHL. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're they're quite common, actually, aren't they? Oh yeah, and I think I think with like all the rescheduling games, I think we have like a four and five at some point. Yeah, that's that's just that's crazy. Because rest, you know, <laughs> who needs rest? Yeah, no, no, nobody. No, they're, they're, they're young. Don't worry about it. They're young. They can rebound quick. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> something can horribly yeah. go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, don't worry, don't trying, worry about the injuries. Not really losing another goaltender. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I know this. As, as, as long as you're part of the Devils organization, that's going to keep happening. So just <laughs> buckle, buckle it, Armand. Just buckle in. You're, you're in for you're in for a wild ride moving forward. This is my second <laughs> season, and it's already painful. Yeah, well, you know what? You see, this is the thing. The pain of this organization goes all the way down to our ECHL team. That is how deep it is. And that's the thing. Nobody understands how deep this goes until you start talking about, oh, how does it affect Utica? How does it affect Adirondack? I mean, I mean, shoot, man, if we had a, if we had another minor league team, it would affect them as well. I mean, that's really that's how bad it's, it's how bad it's it's like a root canal. And we still wouldn't have enough goaltenders. No, we don't. No, you know what? At this point, at this point, you know, Adirondack should just call Marty and see if he wants to suit up for a couple of games. I'm sure it'd be fine. Hey, there you go. There you He's, go. He could like he could beat a bunch of young kids. I'm sure I'm sure he could still uh show them a thing or two. Hey, we'll take whoever has pads at this point. Yeah, right. Exactly. Hey, I mean the rumor the rumor reel came out that you know people are gonna reach out to Yamir Yager. So I mean, why not reach out to Marty? Okay. I'll yeah. take. I'll, I'll bring back Yogs to the Devils. I mean, he was our best player for a year and a half, which doesn't tell you. All, which doesn't say a whole lot. But, you know, I mean, they just showed like what recently. I think it was yesterday or two days ago. They were like, um, "Oh, he scored a hat trick for the Devils," and I'm like, "Oh my god, I, I forgot that we like had Yager and we were like really old at that time." Yeah. And Yager was our best player. I forgot that. Like those yeah. were the days. Those were the days. Well, you know, the thing is, everybody forgets. Like Yager played for like a dozen different NHL teams too. So. I think just about anybody can go, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that year Yager played for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's a short period of time. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, uh, but, but, to add on this, Mark, Mark, to add on this, I can't believe that Tyler Irvine didn't stay up in Utica. Like, he's, he's been here. tearing it up, up down here. I'm surprised Utica's not giving him a longer shot. Well, that's uh, – I, I thought he was still here. I thought he was still in Utica, yeah. Yeah, he played today. But he's still yeah, he was, he's no, he's, he's there because days. we don't play. We don't play till Friday. Watch everyone mm-hmm. on Friday. Everybody's gonna come back to us. Well, we not Friday and Saturday. So. You guys should know this by now. This is how it works. As soon as Monday morning gets, everybody gets called up, and then Friday morning, everybody gets sent back down. Fair enough. Is yeah. it a Friday Saturday this weekend? Yeah, or is it a set, just we're, set? yeah. It's it's at home for the comments this weekend. So it's uh, Friday against. Uh, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and then Saturday is against Saturday the Saturday Hartford. That's so, Rangers, Friday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday for us. <laughs> of course. <laughs> three and no, three. No, Absolutely. No, I think it's better. Friday, Friday at home and then Saturday and Sunday on the road. Oh, wow. Well, hey, because you got to keep it interesting, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, wouldn't, uh, I, wouldn't I kill to have the Devils play three games in a row for once in my life? Jeez. That would oh. be fun. He lied. <laughs> Well, I don't think that the goaltending situation is going to get solved for anybody anytime soon until <laughs> the Devils send uh, Schmidt or 
it will never get sold. It will never get sold. So I think we're this will never end. Treading water. This will never say, end. I would say honestly, like, and I know that this was talked about a little bit. I was like, you know what? You might as well just call up Tukaraska's agent and just see, just for for the hell of it, just see. You know what? If he does, if if Boston doesn't want to keep him, because I don't really. I don't know, like, what would Boston be able to do? Like, I guess, I guess, send down Jeremy Swayman, who I, I mean, yeah, I know Swayman's been yeah. up and down, but he's still like, how old is he? Like, what, 21, 20? Yeah, he's, he's young, young, yeah, very young. With, with, with Tuka Rask, I know he said that he wouldn't play for anyone but Boston, but how much playing time would Tuka Rask really get, especially at this point in the season? Right. I mean, yeah. that, and, and I'm being half serious when I say this as well. Like, I'm be, like, I know that it would never happen, but it, it's still. It's, it's gotten to that point where we, as an organization, we do a really good job of evaluating talent when it comes to the goaltending position. We have a lot of young goaltenders, not even that are in our system yet, that we've already drafted and that we haven't signed yet. But it's frustrating when guys can't seem to stay healthy. I mean, for the last two years, we signed Corey Crawford and decided to up and retire before ever playing a game for us. And then Jonathan Bernier plays a total of like six games and is out for the rest of the year with a hip injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things where if you're a goaltender in this organization, you better be ready at a moment's notice because most likely you're getting called up. And not only that, you're going to get called up probably early in the season because somebody's going to go down. And right. I and live in bubble wrap if you can. I don't even think that would work. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even think that would work. It's just, it's frustrating. So when you met, when you, when, when Scott said, oh, let's talk about the goaltending. I'm like, oh, we'll talk about the same yeah, thing the last episode, which newsflash, nothing has changed. Nothing's changed. Well, see, nothing has changed. You, you got to understand there's a method to the madness, right? Because oh, of course I'm building is, this Scott. conversation from the goal out. So we've covered the goal. And players, I, and I thought I was like three goaltenders. Three goaltenders is going to be plenty for Adirondack. We'll have nothing to worry about. We'll have no. we'll have two goaltenders at all times. And look where we yep. are. Yep. You know what? Here's the thing. Now, who would have thunk losing Scott Wedgwood to waivers was going to hurt so much? Yep. Don't, even, don't, don't even bring that up. So, anyways, I'll, I'll end it with that. No, no. You know because... what? How <laughs> is he really doing in Arizona right now? With I know, school? right? I mean, right. how much do we really miss Scott Wedgwood right now? Just for warm bodies. I guess. Uh, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know. You know, they might as well just go and bring back Keith Kincaid just to really piss me off. Yeah. See what? <laughs> You're not playing right now. I mean, what the heck, right? <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, here, Neil. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make your night. I'm not gonna talk about the. Well, yeah. Anymore. Well, just why don't you just keep so twisting the knife, Scott, while we're at it? Let's talk about the defense, shall we? Oh. My. <laughs> Go ahead, say it. I know what you want to talk about, so just talk about it. Let's, well, let's just, just get it out there. Just, you know, maybe traded to a team that was looking for some depth on defense, like a contender. But the danger in that is if you're going to a contender, there's the reason you're going is to just basically fill in in case. Yeah. And that's a, a almost like a, a great way to spend a little time in the press box. So that's a great uh, way to be a healthy scratch. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Barry's so, going to make up pucks with our logo on it. So if anyone wants a awesome. puck with a logo, we got you. Josh, pens are in your – yeah. they Yeah. <laughs> Having Malkin back helps a lot, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know if anybody knew this. Yeah, I've been well, saying this for years. If Genny Malkin is really good at hockey. No way. Yeah, and I, I'm, not, I'm not a Sid hater. I love Sid. I think it's just from being a fan at my age. You know what right. I mean? It's like there's people that hate him because they think he's soft. Granted, there was a lot of stuff he did that was pathetic back in the day. Yeah, but it's 
It's he's not. He's outgrown it though. He's incredible. I mean, he's such a good hockey player. You know what? I'm going to tell you something right now. And people call me, you know, crazy every time I mention this. I still think he is on par with Connor McDavid, and I'll tell you why. Yes, Connor McDavid is a human video game. There's no doubt about that. But I've said this a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand more times. Sidney Crosby is one of those very, very rare players that can make anybody around him better. For for, for Gallant, I'm sorry. He, he turns around getting ready to cold clock somebody. He realizes yeah. the coach. He's like, okay, hang on a second. <laughs> Josh, tuning in. Just at the brew, wings before UC games is our – there you go. Oh, I yeah. I love the wings, man. Oh, my okay. God, the wings. Oh, yeah. They're, they're great. Definitely. Well, you know, Dom, you just brought up the Comets. So, uh, we got another birthday, you know. Uh, Robert Esch, president of the Comets, turns 44 this Saturday. So, happy birthday to Robert Esch. And uh, let's talk about the Comets for a second. Since they are at the first intermission – in their game of Laval, they're down one to nothing. How we look at uh, one nothing? One nothing. Yeah. Yolen uh, or something got low for Laval. Uh, you know, it's been kind of a, well, by this season's standards anyway, a kind of a rough stretch for the Comets. Yeah. Uh, four, three, and three in their last 10 games. So it's not like they have a losing record. Uh, but other teams in their division. The league in goals, I sure, whatever. But it doesn't matter. He makes his team what? better exponentially every game. Yeah. Exponentially. Zach, yeah, Zach McEwen. Yeah, he's on a rampage. He's got like six fights this year. He's he's like well, he's going old Zidane Char, did you see that one? Oh <laughs> man, just stop. I love Zach. I have <laughs> me too. I have, me I got, too. He's I, awesome. <laughs> I got Zach's jersey downstairs. I love Zach. He's awesome. I, I just I don't know. There's something about like I'm like, hey man, I don't know if you know this, but you got really good hands. Like you're a pretty good hockey player. You don't have to fall into like the enforcer role. You can actually probably play. But right. he's decided to just have. I think he's got like five or six fights already this year. He's on a rampage. Yeah, absolutely. Which doesn't sound like a lot compared to like years of past when guys would fight 30 times, but now like right. the most is like 10. Right. Like DRNA will fight 10 times and then it's like the record for or the, the lead is the league. You know what I mean? Right. It's, so he's got five already. Like we're, we're going after it. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Penguins, I see uh, Jeff Carter signed a two year extension today. Yeah. So. Pretty incredible what he's done, actually, too, since coming over from L.A. Yeah. And that is going to be the perfect segue to finish up with us talking about the Rangers-Kings game because uh, everybody knows I'm an L.A. Kings fan. Dom's a New York Rangers fan. Uh, you know what? That that game that they – Oh, that I wanted those, like, plus 3,000 odds. Yeah. Yeah, that's – Yeah, because last... the abs are getting hot now, too. Yeah. Oh, I, well, they're – they are the uh, – they're the Dallas Cowboys right now. If I can pull them oh, come no, on. Think, listen, Wait, they're, yeah. they're, they're the Dallas they're gonna hide, Cowboys. They're going to misplace the puck? Is that what you're talking Listen, <laughs> here's the game. thing. Right. What has happened the last two years with that team? Yeah. The abs? Yeah, they've been True. phenomenal in the regular season. Then what happens? Yeah. Right? Dude, that's, the curse, that's the curse of being the good team in the regular yeah, season. Listen, I'm not – and that's what I'm saying. It's just to bring in my football perspective is look at the Cowboys. Everybody's like, oh, they're going to win it all. They're going to win it all. They look amazing. Well – they get in the playoffs and they face a team that does something different than what they've seen. And it beats them up. Whole, I mean, for the avalanche sake, I mean, if it's the blue. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, AKA the football history dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the sports history network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, 
Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.